Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am jacked to be here today. I am Tyler Hayward alongside Ryan McCumber. Ryan, the Lions put their pads on today. Hard Knocks starts next week featuring those same Lions. Michigan State starts their fall camp later this week, to the best of my knowledge. It's football season, baby. It's about damn time, man. I've been so bored since basketball ended. It just feels like it's been dragging. Yeah, it doesn't help that the Tigers are bottom of the barrel either. Oh, yeah. And then getting ready to start on a Vila Rebuild 2.0. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't get, let's. Uh, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify. We're in the middle of our uh, positional preview series, and uh, you can go and listen to all the past shows. Find the Facebook page, like, comment, share their content, do whatever you need to do on those pages. Um, you know, we appreciate all of that support. Uh, we're going to be talking about football. We are going to be talking about the offensive line, but we're going to s- just take a slight detour, the second one of the show already, I guess, and talk about <laughs> Xavier Booker committing to Michigan State. This is absolutely huge. Um, the only problem and the thing that I know a lot of state fans are talking about like, ah, oh, you know what, this uh, commitment, if you will, doesn't really mean jack to me because, look, let's be real, the last time we did a show like this, because we don't cover recruiting much on here, the last time we, because you never know what the guy's going to pan out, the last time we did a show like this um, involved a kid who is playing at East. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, it gets a little scary, too, because... They have similar builds in that they're just tall, gangly. Booker, Xavier Booker committing to Michigan State. Uh, he's anywhere from the top – he's anywhere in the top five to ten of the you know, recruiting board you look at. I know ESPN isn't going to release it until, like, August, so he's a little lower there. But He said he said, he said, he said next week, Tyler. Next week, he's next gonna, week. they're going to bump him up. He's going to be in the top ten is what they said. Yeah. So – He'll be in the top 10 for anywhere you look. Uh, 6'11", 205 lefty. Um, got a little bit of an outside game. Can handle the ball a little bit. Not the greatest post player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- this is huge for Tom Izzo. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because, look, I'm on the Izzo wagon. I, I'm not one of those guys who think, who thinks, oh, he can do no wrong, like, I don't agree with keeping Jackson out at the end of that Syracuse game because I know that's always the freaking go-to for any of these big recruits who get, oh, well, he's going to play over, but whatever. But at the same time, look, man, Jackson was playing worse than Ben Carter up until literally the last two minutes where Ben Carter played horribly. And and so I defend that in that move in some aspect. I don't agree with all of his decisions. Um. You know, I love Tom Izzo. I love him here. I hope he stays here forever. That being said, if he didn't land Booker, for his own sake, I am I was tempted to say, if he didn't land Booker, he needs to hang it up. Yeah, I, I, honestly, man, I was kind of with you because uh, I said on my podcast uh, that uh, I, I – 
if he didn't land, because he didn't really do anything in the portal this year, I know you and I kind of have different opinions on that, but I was frustrated uh, to the point where I was like, how do you not get a big in the portal? But I was like, he's got to land, like, a, he's got to land a guy like Xavier Booker if he's going to, if I'm to the point where I'm, I'm going to be back on the wagon. Because I, well, I wasn't completely off, but I was a little bit off after none of the moves. He made, like, no moves this offseason other than bring back Hauser. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, you bring in Booker, who I think compares to Jaron Jackson. I mean, that's what most of the comparisons have been to. Um, and you bring in Jeremy Fears. It looks like they're probably going to get that Garrett Norman kid, and he's pretty comparable to Matt McQuaid. Um, looks like he's probably going to commit this week. And they brought it. They had Cohen Carr in for a visit. Uh, he's a offered athletic. him today. Yeah, they offered him today. I think it was yesterday. Today, I don't, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he he came in for for an official this weekend. So the, that's going to be the class they want to get. The, I know Devin Royal was on the board. He's going to commit to Ohio State on Wednesday. Um, and I would have liked to get him. He would. He was like. He was my third favorite guy in this class that they were targeting other than Fears and Booker, but he's going to wind up at OSU. Um, yeah, and I, I just want to say something. Like, I, I wasn't saying he needed to retire because I would have been off the wagon. Because, look, you can only do so much when you're losing out to guys like Bill Self and – Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, anybody who goes to DePaul. <laughs> um, in those situations, like – you can say what you want. Oh, well, the NIL levels of the playing field, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, tell that to FedEx. Um, yeah, who, right. Who, who literally funded by the way, this. Violates a recruiting thing to say, hey, if you come here, we'll give you 250K. And that's what FedEx did with Bates. And, I mean, even Bates went on his Twitter and said, this didn't open the bag for me, and that's why he left. Yeah. And so there's still this dirty game, and so I wasn't off the wagon in that regard. I would have just wanted him to have retired just so I don't have to hear it from the fans who say he's washed. Oh, I didn't think he was washed. I, it, I was not on the wash bandwagon well, I, at all. I, I, there I, are some people that, that are, which is ridiculous. I, I honestly stole that word because I saw your post. Um, and But I, I just, I'm just sick and tired of hearing about it. I don't think he is. He's for my money, he's still in the top five to ten coaches of all time um, just because I tend to take anybody who, like Bill Self, um, who has those accusations come out. Um, I mean, there's even stuff floating around about Coach K. There's nothing floating around about Tom Izzo. There never will be. In fact, you actually have two people on the stand who have brought up Michigan State and said, Oh, no, second money was brought up. DJ walked out the door. You know, yeah. stuff like that. And so I, I'm never going to be on that wagon. Uh, and you also factor in, and like, how many times he's been snake bitten. You know what I mean? Caleb Lucas is Achilles. Gordon, Hay- Achilles, uh, Gordon Hayward slapping Dray- Draymond on the forearm. Uh, the, the 2020 COVID year where Michigan State was playing better than anybody in the country at that point with Cassius. And uh, Tillman leading the way, like, that, to me, like, in, in, is indicative that he is one of the top five coaches of all time. You can throw Jay Wright's two championships out there. He's not going through the rigors of Big Ten schedule every year. Uh, I I don't really care. It, it's been time is or bust for me. And 
Joe said he needs to retire, so I don't have to hear it from the people who don't take into context all of these other things. To be honest, I didn't really care what the naysayer said. I, I, I think what I think it, it's just annoying. Is, for me. It is annoying, but I tend to try to ignore it. Um, yeah. you know, but going back on track with Booker, um, the thing with him, I, I, I'm not going to say he's going to be as good as Jaron Jackson is. He was at MSU. I mean, kind of hard to beat a big 10 player, the, uh, defensive player of the year. And, uh, but I, I mean, he could win big 10 off not the big 10 freshman of the year award. That wouldn't surprise me, but, yeah. um, he's, he's a guy that, He's not. He's going to be like Jaron in a way. He was really good at MSU, but once he goes to the NBA, he's going to be on a whole different level. Um, yeah, his game fits the NBA like a glove. Uh, yeah. with with the way he's able to pop out and shoot, uh, he's got the wingspan. He's 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 a better ball handler than Jaron was. Not as good of a post guy, I guess. Um, but this just is big, like. Uh, I, I I heard people that were complaining about Izzo's recruiting the last couple of years. Like it wasn't as great as it's been, but it wasn't bad. Um, yeah. But this just confirms that he did not lose his recruiting shops at all. He kept on Booker when he was uh, rated lower, and then all the big uh, schools came in, and he still stuck with it. And this time, he was finally able to win one out. So good for him, man. He deserves it. Yeah, and I'm I'm absolutely stoked about it, but. Let, let's get to football. We said we'd break down uh, the offensive line, and we'll do it. Uh, we're going to do it right to left, let's say, of uh, the projected starters, and we offer up a pro and a con. You all know how this works by now. Uh, look, right side, Spencer Brown, man, one of the most highly touted kids of the D'Antonio era. He's going to finally get his chance to shine. Yeah, I like Spencer. I think that he's – he kind of struggled – a little bit in that pit game, if I remember right. Um, <laughs> but I think that I mean he's got a load of potential, man. He's and I always there. There were people that thought he would be a better defensive lineman than an offensive lineman, but he had a higher ceiling as an offensive lineman. I guess if that makes sense. Um, but I think that he can mold into. I think he's got two years of eligibility left. Um, so I think he can mold into a guy that's third, second team, all Big Ten when it's all said and done. Maybe not this year, but senior year. But, yeah, I think that he's going to – I think he's due for a pretty big year. I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, and you you look at it, too, like a lot of his minutes came. Lower, but he appears to have that well, he, he can clear the way for some running backs, and so that could be uh, pretty big coming up. Like his uh, pass protection is not the greatest, but Michigan State's never really lately they haven't had that from the right side. If we're being completely honest, you know the pass protection's not always been the greatest from that side, but man, we got some road graders over there. Yeah, I think that Jared Broussard and. Uh... Assuming they stay healthy, which we're going to get to with depth-wise, um, I think that – I'm not saying they're – obviously I'm not saying they're going to have Kenneth Walker type years, but I think Jared Broussard and uh, Jalen Berg are going to have big years behind this offensive line. Yep. Uh, all right. The right guard spot is going to – after 
Kevin Jarvis bounced around, bounced around, bounced around. He finally settled down at the right guard spot. And that's going to be occupied by Matt Carrick this year, coming off an injury. Uh, a spot starter, he's one of those guys who he, he kind of was a spot starter. Then he occupied the position. You could always move Jarvis wherever you want online. So if someone went down, Carrick was the first guy off the bench, more or less. Uh, he's finally going to get an opportunity in his last year to uh, to be a full-time starter. But he is coming off that injury. Yeah, I think the con that you mentioned is the injury. That that for me is I'm wondering if he's gonna be able to get back to the level he was. Um I mean he's been a solid player. I mean he's been in the rotation for what, two, three years now? I think he was in the rotation in nineteen. Yeah. Um so I mean he's been around the block, he's got some experience. Uh I, I like I like the starters on this team. I think the starters are really good and uh I think Carrick can be a solid player. I don't think he's going to be like an all Big Ten guy, but he's a guy that you can probably win some games with. Uh, the center spot, Nick Samick. There's not an Allen on the team for the first time since the 1957 <laughs> National Championship. Um, but, so Nick Samick's going to come in. He 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 kind of a uh, he battled Allen up until the season started last year for. Uh, the starting spot um, ended up losing it, but uh, you know, I think he's one of those guys who I, I think his knowledge is almost on par with an Allen in regard to what it takes to play that position and call certain things out, make life easier for Peyton Thorne. Uh, I, I love the fact that he he's back. Like you lose a guy like it, anybody named Allen uh, it's normally a detriment to your team, but I'm I'm comfortable with Nick Samick there. Yeah, Samick, I I like him a lot. He was he wasn't like super highly rated coming out of high school, but he was Ohio State tried to flip him late. So I mean, he's he was a legit player coming out of high school. Um, yeah, he he's a guy who has been in the rotations. I think since he came to MSU, I think his first year was 19. Uh, he did. I don't think he redshirted. So. I, I can't really think of much of a con with him, to be honest with you. Uh, he's a guy I, – I, I was hoping he would beat out uh, Matt Allen, and he kind of did later in the year because I thought that he no, – no offense to Matt Allen. He was a solid player, but I always thought that the ceiling uh, was higher with Samak, and uh, I'm excited yeah. to see what he can do this fall. Yep. Uh, left guard, well, I mean, there, there's not a question here. It's going to be J.D. Duplain and uh, – yeah, I'm, th- th- this this kid's got all Big Ten written all over him. You know, probably not going to be first team, but he could be second team. Um, he, he's one of those guys who can kind of do everything well. I love, love the left side of this line over to the center position. Like, I like Carrick. I like – I love the potential of Brown, but I, right now he's just okay. Um, I think that uh, – I think the left side of this line is incredible, and it's anchored by uh, J.D. Duplain. Yeah, Duplain, a guy – he was in the same class as uh, Samak, both from Ohio. And, again, another guy Ohio State tried to flip uh, late in that cycle. Um, yeah, I, I – both him and Samak have been just rock solid since they came to MSU. They've been really good players. I, I agree with you. I think he can be third, second team all Big Ten. Um 
really, like, like, like you said, not a lot of cons with this left side of the line. I think that's definitely going to be a strength, assuming everybody can stay healthy. And uh, after a hiatus, after the Michigan game, Jarrett Horst is back to, you know, hold it down uh, on uh, Peyton Thorn- Thorn's uh, blind side. Uh, and, look, I- I'm excited about this. I am so glad he came back. You know, it's one of those stories where, you know, the rumors started to float around a little bit, but you never really knew exactly what went down um, in regard to his absence. But he's back. He looks to be in good shape. You know, all those weight room pictures or whatever, the football oh, players yeah. starting to starting to come out, and he looks to be in better shape. Uh, you know, he's a tra- – he was a former transfer, but look. I, I heard something the other day, and it was, uh, you know, from a local show in Detroit. And they were talking, and they were like, oh, well, Jarrett Horse, he didn't really – he wasn't really as great as what people think. And it's like, okay, look, obviously his absence was terrible after the Michigan game. But this is the same dude who, uh, look, <laughs> and he, he, he fed it he pushed around Aiden Fed Hutchinson. It to Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, he he owned around. Aiden Hutchinson. He slapped around the number two pick in the NFL draft. And he he owned him. And I'm excited about this guy. If he didn't have that absence and some of these uh, local media sports experts, whatever you want to say, understood that he was gone. Like, he, he wasn't a part of the team. Like, if they understood that, I think they would say, oh, wow, for this many games, he actually did shine in. And one of those games that he did shine in was in the Michigan game against the best uh, defensive end combination in the country. Yeah, Jared Horst is a guy that's going to be an NFL draft pick. Um, he, I don't know when he's going to go, but he's going to get picked somewhere. Uh, he's yeah. legit, man. I like you said, he pushed your I, he pushed around Aiden Hutchinson in that game. He's not perfect by any means, but he is a guy that you can win. I think I think that's a guy you can win the Ken Championship with as your own left tackle. I really do. Um, he's he's legit, man. He, I he, I think he put on twenty pounds of muscle. I saw that tweet the other day where he he looks like a completely different guy than he did in December uh, of this past year. So. Again, a guy I think is going to take another big step forward. Again, and I think he's going to be an All Big Ten guy. I don't know what team, but I think he's going to be an All Big Ten guy. Which also, no, left side of the line looking great. Yep, absolutely love the left side of the line. Uh, the bench, look, it, it's it's really hard to tell because three of the guys that are starting, you know, are coming off of the bench from last year. And so you don't get to see all of that development. I'm thinking when you look at any semblance of a rotation, you know, you got the starters in place. The first three guys, Brian Green, the transfer from Washington State, and then two redshirt freshmen, Gino Vandemark and Ethan Boyd, are probably going to be among that group. I I think Brandon Baldwin is going to play a little bit too because they just don't have a lot of depth at tackle. Yeah. And he kind of fits that. I – I don't know, man. The depth on this team is not great. 
you have an injury, you're going to have some problems, especially at tackle. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Green takes Carrick's spot. I that wouldn't shock me. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually starts. But yeah. I guess that remains to be seen this fall camp because I mean he made I think he made second team Pac-12 during the COVID year, so it's not like he's a scrub. He, I mean he's not a bad player. So, yeah. but uh, Vandemark highly highly rated recruit out of high school. Uh, I'm ex- I think he's going to be a good player down the line. But I don't like having second first or second year guys in your rotation because I mean most of the time they're just not ready. I mean they were red shirted so. That's why I'm saying second second year. That's why I'm saying yeah. second year. I, I I don't I don't like that unless you're like a stud like a Samson Okunlola, that's different. But it's it's different with more developmental guys and most offensive linemen. There's it's 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 the hardest position to recruit out of high school. You just don't know what you're getting with most guys unless you can just tell with some guys, but it's very rare. Um, I mean, look at what D'Antonio did. A lot of the, a lot of the offensive linemen he had weren't super highly ranked. They wound up being, they wound up developing over four or five years, and they yeah, didn't John, really contribute yeah, to like the third year, right? Yeah, you, you just don't know. Um, and really, the benchmark for most offensive linemen is that they're not going to contribute a ton till their third year, and then you kind of know what you have. So. I, I just don't like the depth on this team. I love the starters. I think the starters are going to be really good. But the depth, man, I, I it worries me. It really does. Because you're, you're an injury away from having to throw Brandon Baldwin in there at left tackle, which is kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, worst case, it's a rotational thing where you throw him at right tackle and put Brown there. Um, Still, yeah, even, I mean, that's, even that's a scary thought. Yeah, like, like I said, Brown doesn't have the quick feet. So, if he doesn't get the initial contact, on the defensive end or the edge rusher, if it's linebacker, like then then it's an issue. If he doesn't get that initial contact, if he gets it, he he can push you around. But if he doesn't, you know it's, it's curtains for uh, Peyton Thorne. So that's a uh, that that is a little concerning. That that's uh, well, let's get into it. You know, we'll start with our cons, I guess, because that is my con is the depth. You know, we talked about Vandermark and. Uh, Boyd, yeah, yeah, Green's coming in and might be replacing uh, Carrick pending the injury even. You know, you, you talked about he might just take it, but I, the injury could play a part in it as well. But the depth on the team, man, Boyd and Vandermark, both retro freshmen, and they're going to be two of the first guys up. So, yeah, that's, that's scary. I, I think they're going to be good players down the line, man. But like I said, the second year, I don't like seeing guys getting thrown into the rotation in their second year just because they don't have a choice. I mean, yeah, who else are you going to play? I mean, so, so it sounds like this is your count as well. Yeah, I, I've been <laughs> worried about the depth all, all offseason. That's been the one thing that I'm like. I, if yeah. these guys stay healthy, then, you know, it's a 9-10 win team probably. But somebody gets hurt, man, it's it's all up <laughs> in the air. It really is. I mean, it's it's really scary to think about. Um, yeah. They didn't really I, – I, I don't see any of the true freshmen. They didn't get any – like this is where I wish they would have really got that kid from Kentucky. Uh, mm-hmm. God, I can't remember his name. I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but uh, the five-star kid that uh, was – they, they, they were down – he was down to Kentucky and MSU on signing day, and he wound up going to UK. 
It's like that guy. When it, I, I, that that was a guy that you could play day one because he was he, he was he was a big dude. Um, yeah, and he wound up going to UK. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Speaking about offensive linemen, this next year's offensive line class is going to be really good. So, I don't know who's going to wind up playing right away. They're supposed to get a commitment tonight from a guy from Alabama who's a top two hundred left tackle. So. That's, I mean, it, the offensive line recruiting looks good for the future, but right now they just don't have a ton of depth. And I want to piggyback off of my con and, you know, add something else to that. Coach Cap's rotation, that just concerns me. Yeah, uh, last because year I really last, how he rotated guys. It, it was the entire group. It was, right. it was mass subs, and I was not a fan of that. I, you Obviously, you have the talent to do it because we talked about it. Like uh, Spencer Brown would come in, Matt Carrick would come in, you have Nick Samet come in. Like you had the ability to, but I wasn't a fan of it. I like to leave a couple starters out there um, because, I mean, ultimately it makes the backup job easier. You know, if you're a backup guard and uh, Allen can direct you a little bit, and Horse has your back if something happens. You know what I mean? Those types of situations, right. like you, you can live with that as opposed to just crashing the entire offensive line. Yeah, I so, remember that IU that IU game drove me nuts. He was doing yeah. that the entire game. I was like, dude. Well, you look at Aiden. Like? You look at Aiden Hutchinson's success last year. Jared Horse was not in the game, but neither was JD Duplain. Either, and so everything came out against the backups. Yeah, I, I don't hey. like the line changes. I'm not a big fan of them. Either. No, I, 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 I don't think he's going to wind up doing that this year, though, because he just doesn't have the depth to do it. Yeah, you, you can't you do can't, it. You, this can't, year. you can't run. You can't run nine, ten guys in a rotation this year, I, unless somebody comes out of fall camp just looking like a stud that we didn't hear about. And I just don't. There's no way you can do that this year. Yep. Um, as far as the pro goes, look, man, it, it's the experience of the team, the starters at least. You look at Horst is in his last year. J.D. Duplain and Nick Samick are in their last years. Matt Carrick is in his last year. I'm pretty sure he played with Jack Allen. <laughs> Spencer Brown is a retro team. And, and so you have a lot of you have a lot of experience. You have a lot of playing experience outside of Brown. Uh, that That's the pro for me is these, these guys are ready. Um, and I think Jarrett Horst, look, you always hear with Michigan State, the chip on the shoulder mentality. I'm, I, I think Jarrett Horst has a legitimate one. And I, like I he said, he plays with be- a mean streak, man. He is, he, he plays with a mean streak. He, he really there was does. a couple times. There's a couple times where he got some pre-warranted uh, unnecessary roughness penalties last year. I'm I'm gonna say Hutchinson started it against Michigan. That <laughs> happened in front of me. So, um, but yeah, he he plays with that mean streak. He was gone for half of the season. He I think he's gonna come out and he's going to tear people to shreds, and I can't wait for it. He is, dude. Like I said, man, like you could tell the drop off when he left. There was a big drop off in the left tackle spot. He he's a legit. He's he's going to be. A, he's going to uh, get drafted. I don't know when, 
but he's going to be a draft pick. I, I would, I, I would assume fourth rounder earlier. I think he's that good. Um, it, we'll see what happens though. Yeah, and it's always interesting too trying to grade offensive linemen drafts because it's so hard to do. If they get better, if or I mean, like the only time you're really safe is if you're like an Ohio State center, like Billy Price or Pat Fline or something like that, and you're just like, or if you're, or if you're like, you know that a guy there's a left tackle and just a flat out stud, like, yeah, he's been a stud for two know. years, but you know, you never know with improvement of guys and all that other stuff, like how that plays out and. I mean, look, draft the questions or whatever. Like, you can – you heard the story about Cravaris Crouch, how he was on an NFL, an NFL team's radar because he's that talented, but he left because you started bringing in guys like Jacoby Winman, Aaron Burlett, moving Eric Snow and stuff like that. And so he left, and this NFL team's like, yeah, we're not even looking he, at him. He's, he, he hasn't even – yeah, he hasn't even – Found a place to go, yeah. And, and the worst part for him is he has the city here because it's his second transfer. So, I don't yeah, know he, he goes in the scout goes unless he completely wows us. We're not even looking at a guy like that anymore. Right. And so people are going to ask about Jared Horst. You know why was he gone? And I mean, I think most people at this point know why he was gone, though. Right, but like I, I said, it's all rumors, so we can't. Right. Comment. I'm not going to um, comment on it here, but it's yeah. most people know what, what happened. Yeah, and uh, so it, it's it's like the bowl of suspension in the Rose Bowl. You know why right. he was gone, but nobody's going to say it. So right, exactly. You know, we'll, we'll keep it professional here because that's what we try to do. Um, but yeah, it's I like I like the group overall. I like it collectively. I like bench in regard to a standard offensive line rotation you know like I said not the mass ups if you want to bring in Ethan Boyd um, in those middle three spots somewhere because someone's kind of dinged up um, obviously Green's going to get first dibs at that um, if if you do that type of a rotation I can live with it I, I yeah, can. I, I can't. I can't do. I can't do the mass subs again. It, I can't do. If this I year. see Horse Duplain, Samick, Spencer Brown, and Green or Carrick um, walking off the field at the same time, I'm gonna throw my phone. It's a yeah, first not gonna game. Be, like not not gonna be very happy about that. It's yeah. I, and like I said, I like Vandermark. I like Boyd. I like Baldwin. But man, they're second year guys in the program, man, and it's they're just not ready for those long reps for an entire game. I mean, it's just, it's different. It's different from high school. It's a whole different ball game, especially in the big 10. I mean, they're just not ready to be a guy who plays an entire game. And I mean, like I said, they're going to be good down the line, but right now it's not time for them to get big snaps. Yep. Well, uh, let, let me ask you one more question. We're going to go back to the beginning. Cause I forgot to do this. Um, we're going to go to basketball. Um, we're gonna book. We're gonna bookend a football show during the week. Football starts with uh, basketball talk. Uh, I, I want. I want your confidence, meter. I want. I want to know where you stand with this because players always decommit. They always. Someone comes along with a bag. If you're Ramoni Bates, that type of stuff. Scale of one to ten, that Booker does end up signing with nine point five. Nine point five. I would be shocked to go somewhere else. Uh, his. 
it's not similar to Bates at all because he doesn't really have a nut job parent in the picture. Like his dad, like Amani's dad. <laughs> so, um, baby ball, baby LeVar ball. Yeah, it's not anything like that. His parents seem like they have a level head on. So, and uh, I mean, he didn't even include Duke, Kansas, or Kentucky in this top ten. So, I mean, he's going to wind up at MSU. I'd be shocked if he does not sign with MSU. Yeah, that's uh, kind of where I'm at, too. But, uh, yeah, so tomorrow, Chris Stanton is going to be with you. We're going to double it up. We're going to hit you with a little bit of special teams and defensive line. So that will, uh, you know, defensive line will kind of back that up. Uh, you know, we ranted and raved about your horse today. I've got some ranting and raving to do tomorrow because I, the, there's a kid on the line who, bar none, I mean, he might be the best player at his position in the country, and I can't wait to talk about him. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, talking with Sean Vergovin later this week. Uh, we're going to wrap up our position group uh, series with the linebackers. And then, yeah, we'll probably do a couple other things uh, as the football season rounds out. Uh, try to get Ryan back and a couple other people at, at a time and. uh Maybe do some over-under games, whatever else. Uh, Anything else that comes up with the fall camp, anything else that comes up with uh, basketball recruiting at this point for next year's class. Um, Let's just say with Fierce and Booker, it's looking very good. But, uh, Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Hey, you know, anytime, Tyler. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yep, for Ryan McCumber, I'm Tyler Hayworth. This is The Trouble with the Snap.